You are listening to the There Is More podcast with Sean and Simone Bracken, available on all streaming platforms with new episodes every Monday morning. Next, I want to go ahead and I want to bring Sarah into the conversation because we were talking and this is something that she's super passionate about and I wanted her to give her perspective because I really feel like it's going to help unlock you guys and get you into alignment in this very subject of owning your lane and owning the gifts that God's put inside you and getting into alignment with your purpose. So Sarah, your perspective, how you feel, you know, what you see on this specific subject. Honestly, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me in this whole area is just realizing how many people grow up and they just don't even know what they're good at. Like they don't know what giftings they have. They've never had people around them, whether it was their parents and or friends or even teachers. We have so not been trained to pull out the golden people and look at them like you were talking about earlier we glorify like five talents that we think are really important like singing or you know if you're an athlete or something and then if you don't fall into any of those really small categories I've known so many people and I'm sure you guys listening have heard this from people before I've been so sad listening to how many people have told me like I'm just not good at anything I'm just not good at anything And I'm like, that's literally not possible. Like everyone has giftings, but they've never been in an environment where their giftings were acknowledged and addressed and unlocked and then encouraged in them. And it really, I think it comes back to the fact that we have such a glorified view of what it means to be gifted or talented. And really like for, you know, for both of us, for Simone and I, it's like, okay, we can both sing. We both like writing music. We're both very musical. And so growing up, I think maybe it was a little bit different for Simone because Simone started singing well a little bit later. Yeah, I was like a dying dog for like the first majority of my life till like 10 years ago. But the thing is, honestly, I don't even know if it would have helped you to be better at it sooner because I feel like growing up, my thought, it was like, okay, maybe I had that talent. But honestly, my thought was like, well, I have to do something with that because that's the only thing I'm good at. I was at least glad that I thought that I was good at one thing, but the fact that I literally thought that was the only thing I was good at is so crazy, and it was just the only thing that anybody was ever able to identify in me, but there were other things that people were able to identify, like teachers or my parents or you know people like that, but they didn't see them as gifts, so I feel like what I want to challenge you guys to do is really look at like you know whether you have kids or even to do this at yourself. Look at the traits that you have and see, like, I wish teachers, instead of writing on kids' report cards, like, I got so many report cards sent home as a kid that were like, she talks too much, talks too much in class, talks too much to the other kids, and not one teacher ever said, hey, I think this girl has a gift for communication. Like, she's really good with communicating with other people. You know, she's really extroverted. She can, you know, talk to a bunch of people. Like, that's a real gift. It was only ever seen as a negative trait. And there are so many things like that. You know, you you see different kids. This was definitely not me as a kid, but I knew different kids that were like, they were very organized or, you know, they were very meticulous and detailed and, you know, the way that they would have their desk set up in their backpack. Like, my desk was just always crammed with crap, like papers and pencils and just like everything falling out 
which is still the struggle today <laughs> in my adult life. But like you saw the kids that they were like so pristine about it and no one was ever like, and you know, people would be like, oh, that kid's kind of OCD and put that on them rather than saying like, oh, wow, like they're, they have a really great attention to detail there, or maybe they have a gift for administration. Like they're really organized. They could be, you know, a manager. They could, you know, really run, you know, a mega company or stuff like that. Because like, I don't have that gifting to do all of that stuff. Like I'm not organized in that sense. And other people were, but I think it's that we have never really looked at people and actually thought like, what is an actual gift or like people that talk a lot. Like I had a friend that was really really good like he would go into any room he never met a stranger mm-hmm. he was like the biggest connector like he could connect with anybody in a room no matter where we went and it's like that's a gift like that's that's the actual stuff i feel like if people actually knew what their giftings were in that sense not just the obvious ones but the, maybe the ones that weren't as obvious i feel like people would be so much more likely to actually go after their dreams or to dream bigger than like the job that they have right now that they're really unhappy in because I look at people and I feel like we have this conversation a lot. Like we've never thought that we couldn't do anything that we wanted to Mm -hmm. because luckily we did have sort of an understanding of a lot of our gifts, especially as we got older. And we know that like anything we want to do, we can figure it out because we have a gift to figure things out. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And that's a gift. Like when we started this podcast, like we didn't know anything about like I listened to podcasts that's what we knew about podcasts Mm -hmm. that we had heard them and we've been able to figure things out but I hear so many people talk about like oh I'm just in this job that I hate but like you know I'm not really good at anything so I don't know what else I could be doing and if people just actually knew what they were good at or saw the things that people have identified in them in a negative way in a positive way they'd see that like everyone could you know work for themselves in some capacity or, you know, do something more, even if, you know, you're not capable of working for yourself, like do something for, you know, a massive company or do something really creative. And they just literally don't believe that they can because no one's ever told them that they were good at anything. And that's just really sad. So I love that perspective, Sarah. So, so good. And it's true. A lot of times we do, you know, I, I've seen it where teachers are, they just pull out the negative or other parents, whatever, um, pull out those negatives and look at a, a child and think, oh, well, you know, they, they talk too much or, um, you know, they're too, uh, they're too strong. They're too independent, but really those are leadership qualities and leadership gifts. And so, you know, I would encourage you guys as well. Like maybe there's been things in you that have been labeled and you've written them off as not being a gift, not being a strength in your life. But I want to encourage you to look at that in a different way as a gift. So yeah, I just, I love that perspective that Sarah brought in because it's so true. A lot of times the things that we've written off in us are things that have been mislabeled as, oh, well, you know, they're greedy, right? Or, oh, they talk too much or, oh, they're selfish. Well, you know, maybe they're just really confident. Maybe they just know who they are. Maybe they have a gift of communication, which is why they talk so much. Maybe, um, you know, they are their leaders, their entrepreneurs, a lot of the things we write off in people or look at, you know, as personality traits as being negatives are actually strengths and we mislabel them. And so I want to encourage you guys to even look at yourself, look at, um, you know, look at your, your children, look at that through a different lens. Don't just label something because you don't 
understand it, or maybe you don't think it's a gift because what happens is we end up suppressing that in us. We suppress it in others by mislabeling it instead of pulling out the gold in us and in others like, like we should. And so any thoughts on that? Yeah. And the, I think the best question to ask is your parents. Like I would ask my parents, even in my late twenties, like what was the natural for me when I was young? What did you see in me when I was young? What did I always glean to when I was young? What did I do? What were my attributes when I was young? And they always said, Sean, you would always somehow come home with something. You would, you would trade other kids things for certain things and come home with something better. You were always good at getting what you wanted. You were always good at that. And a lot of people, right? A lot of parents wouldn't praise that. They'd, they would say, Hey, you can't do that. Don't do that. Go back and give them their stuff or go back and do this. Go back and, and do this. And my parents did, you know, they, it's not like they, you were stealing from them. <laughs> I wasn't stealing. What I was doing was I was trading even at a, at a young age, I would trade, I guess people like clothes. I would trade if I liked something, I would try to make a deal with them, I guess, at a young age to get what I wanted and I would trade them something I didn't want. And I look at my life now like I was really good, a really good Ellsman, I guess, at a young age and a good leader and a good, or what parents would say at a young age, like, oh my God, you can't, you can't do that. You can't take advantage of people or this or that. But I believe I had the gift of entrepreneurship when I was young where I knew what I wanted and I would get it. And that started young and, and my parents, that was one of the main things. And another thing was that everyone always wanted to be around you. Everybody wanted to take you places with them. Everybody wanted you there with them. Everybody wanted like all my brothers and sisters, friends, my, my sister's 10 years older, my brother's 15 years older than me. And all of their friends always wanted to take me places like to the mall and everything like that. Maybe, you know, to get girls or, you know, I don't know <laughs> what it was, but they always would buy me gifts and they would always want to take me places. So if you correlate that, right, I see now I had a gift of what influence at a young age. I was an influence what people saw was that they would get attention if they brought me around so what does that make me influence right so i i just you start you have to start asking good questions to the people that are closest to you hey what did you see when i was young what did what did i do different than most people what, what did you see in me? And that's really what we have to do as parents as well. We can't suppress our children and make them robots and put them in a box to how we want them to be. 
They're their own creation and they have their own fingerprint and their own mark and they have their own destiny and their own purpose. I know we want to shape them and, and have them do the things that we didn't do. I see that a lot in parents where they gave up on a dream. So they push their children into a dream that's not theirs, but it was theirs, but they didn't accomplish it. So they want to live through their children now. And I believe that's unhealthy because it's might not be their dream, might not be their purpose, might not be their destiny, might not be their walk. And sometimes as parents, we don't understand our children because they don't do the things we want them to do. They don't act the way we want them to act. They don't talk the way we want them to talk. They don't choose the things we want them to choose. And if we force our children to be something they're not, I believe that's what causes separation and a big chasm in relationships between fathers and sons or between mothers and daughters because now the child feels like they have to be something they don't want to be. And that causes a lot of pressure, a lot of strain, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain and on both sides. And it's okay to have high hopes for our children and, and, and direct them to what they want to be. Well, there's a difference between instilling values and then trying to control their personality. Correct. You instill values, things, you know, like a value system, core values, right and wrong, you know, but when it comes down to trying to control their personalities, it's like, that's not my job. Yeah. And, and I'm grateful for my parents because I was different. I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. I couldn't learn like that. I wanted to do something different and I had a different dream and a different goal. And, you know, for a moment there, they wanted me to go to college. They wanted me to do certain things in life. And, and I chose a different route. And by me doing that and really, you know, showing them that this is who I am and this is my gift. Now they see, right? Now they see what was truly inside of me when I was young. And, and that's the goal is, is to empower, I believe our children to become what their vision is for life. And their vision might look different. You know, if their vision is to lead them down to destruction. Yeah. I believe that's where we as parents need to discipline them and tell them the truth about their decisions. But if their decision is to choose a route that is different from yours, but it's not going to harm them or destroy them, then I believe we should let go and, and let them live their dreams and, and what they think their purpose is. And at the end of the day, 
what does it harm them? They have more experience if they go after what they want and who they want to be. And if they succeed, they're going to be fulfilled. So the goal is not to push your pry our lane on our children. We have to let go and believe that they know. We all know inside of our core, we, we have a direction. If we truly stop and listen, we have a vo inner voice. We have a direction. We have a guide that's guiding us. And we know when things feel right. And when things feel like, ah, this isn't for me. And we have to, even as parents, let our children make choices. Because if we don't, we actually enable them. And we disempower them. Because then they will be afraid to make choices. Because now they will consult you on every choice. And at the end of the day, we want to create empowered children. And how do you create empowered children? By empowering them to stand for something, to believe in something, and to have purpose. Our goal is to instill values. Our goal is to instill disciplines. Our goal is to instill character. And what they do with that is their choice. And they get to choose the route they want to take. But if we force our life and our views on them, we won't have a voice in their lives. And that's the scariest thing because there's a lot of voices out there that want to lead your children. It's very true. So we have to have grace and discipline and correction and values and character and grace and more grace and more grace and more grace <laughs> with our children because at the end of the day we're not raising children we're raising grown-ups and if you baby your child you're gonna have a 40 year old child because you raised a baby that can't make any decisions that is disempowered that has to ask everybody for advice that has to get everyone's approval because you didn't empower them to make choices and you didn't let them eat the fruit of their choice because you were captain savior every time. We have to let our children fail. We have to let our children fall down. We have to let them figure it, out. figure it out. You know, we're the only species on the planet that babies our child till they're like 15 years old. As soon as a eagle or a bird gets wings and has been coddled 
in their nest. I don't know the time frame, but as soon as they have wings, what does the mother do? Pushes them out of the nest. And what happens? They have no idea how to fly, but they were created to fly. They were created to spread their wings and go after the things that they were created to go after. They push them out of the nest and they begin to fly. With no idea how to fly, they start flying because that's what they were created to do. All their senses, all the things that they had and have inside of them comes to life because that's what they were created to do. Now you look at human beings. We keep our children safe. We keep our child in a nest till they're 15, till they're 18, till they're 25, till they're 30. And what happens? You clipped their wings. They do not know how to fly. They do not know how to live in their purpose because we never pushed them out of their nest to go live, be who you're created to be. You're strong, you're mighty. You have everything inside of you to make a choice. Go, why? Because we're afraid they might fail. We're afraid. So really as parents, we have to know that we are creating disempowered children by not pushing them to go after the things they were created to go after. And the goal is to empower, empower your child to go after the things that's inside of them. And at the end of the day, if they failed, it doesn't matter because they are empowered to go after something else. As we're talking about empowering our children, our daughter is currently in the room, Cash Rose, and she is painting uh, her nails and Sean's nails with her lip gloss. So, you know, creative, creative. And, you know, Cash, like with her, and I'm going to end this episode right here, but she's strong. I I wanted to really quickly just identify as she's in the room with us. She's so strong. She's so independent. She's so nurturing. She knows what she wants, and we're already seeing these things in her at two years old. I mean, like, she commands a room, and she definitely leads it. And, you know, we're not perfect parents, but we're learning how to steward her gifts and pull those out in her and empower her. And so I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode today. If you don't follow us on social, make sure you do. You can see more of Cash's cuteness um, at Meet the Brackens and our individual um, socials you can find on there as well. But, Cash, can you go ahead and say bye to everybody? Say bye, Say everybody. Bye. bye. Say see you later. See you. Say peace out. Peace out. See you guys in next week's episode. See you guys.